Hello guys, welcome to my podcast episode. Thank you so, so much for being here with me. Um, Thank you for being in this space where we can all grow and connect and just share. I don't want to give you guys a long introduction because I don't want to hold your time. I don't want to um, do all that because I did not lose my train of thought and I'll get rambly and I don't want to do that, which is why I have my notes right here. And yeah, I just really want to jump right in. Also, if you can hear any like wind or just like additional noise, it's because my window is open. So if you hear some breeze, then it's just my window is open. So just want to mention that. So this episode is called Tracking, Living, and Healing with Your Moon Cycle. And the end, end, we'll do a Q&A. Um, you guys sent me some questions through my Instagram and I'm going to answer them at the end. So on my cycle, and this is from my personal experience, I love my cycle, y'all. I, I really do. I love my cycle. I feel so loved on my cycle. I feel so connected to God. I feel so connected to the divine. I feel so connected to my femininity. My cycle is my call to self-love, is my call to rest. Whenever I'm, I'm on my cycle, I feel this need to restore. I feel this calling to restore anything that needs to be restored, to bring in rest to any part of my life that needs rest. I bring life to the things that I want to bring life to. And I bring death to the things I feel needs to be um, closed out. And with my cycle, I found so much deep love and so much deep respect towards that aspect of me, towards that part of me. I don't hate it at all. And that is big for me because I came from a space of self-hatred. I came from a space of not liking my body. And I'm learning every day, you know, how to fully love my body. But there was a time when I just fully hated my body. I would go on the internet and I would look up stuff like breast, <laughs> like surgeries to get my, to do my, you know, to get my boobs done. I would look up BBL stuff because I did not like being in my body. Nothing about my body was attractive to me. Nothing about my body was sacred to me. Nothing it, it was just disgusting and I hated being in it at one point, right? And my mom would always try to, you know, make me feel better, like you're beautiful. But I could never get into that space where I felt beautiful. I would be in relationships that were very extremely toxic because I did not have the inner guide that I have now. I couldn't listen to it because I wasn't attuned to it, you know? And I was in a very horrible place at, at one point, guys, a, a very horrible place with self-love. And which is why when I talk about my cycle in this topic, I can kind of get a little bit emotional because this is a very, very, very deep, excuse me, topic for me, very deep. And I want to touch on almost everything within this, which is why I'll do a part one and a part two. But back to what I was saying, yeah, I 
I just did not like my body at all. And back in school, I would be teased a lot because I am a petite girl. So I had small breasts and I had a small butt. And because of that, I was teased so much from my peers. And I felt like, oh my God, I have to look like this in order to be loved, in order to be heard. And I felt like nothing about me was holy. Nothing about me was sacred. Nothing about me was desirable. And I put myself in partnerships in spaces that made me feel like that even more, that validated that story that I told myself. And I was extremely, extremely, extremely just just depressed with myself my cycles I hated them because they hurt it so bad <laughs> I cramped so bad they were very long and it was dreadful I I, I used to hate the month when my, my cycles would come on I'd be like oh my god here it comes you know the cramps is gonna be bad and I was I was just I, I hated everything about my body about my sacredness you know and it wasn't until I was around I think 17 and 18 I'll say those ages when I have really like dug I had really dug deeper into the feminine journey not the I feel like when I say my my feminine my femininity journey and my spiritual journey I'm talking about two different things my spirituality journey came in around like 16 17 and I got into like my femininity journey that was like around like 17 18 so I kind of dropped into that space and I I always had a conversation, I always want to start the conversation about, you know, learning more about my cycle and the true meaning of it all. And from that curiosity, it led me to, you know, just ask questions and to do research. And eventually around 18, I had did so much shadow work and so much healing work within my body, my physical body, my spiritual body, to the point where I had kind of felt really 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 in love with my cycle and I started using my cycle to form deep love towards myself what this looked like was on my cycle I'm holding my womb I'm holding my body and I'm like what place in me needs releasing what place in me needs to be restored and through that space you know anything comes up I may be just you know holding myself and holding my heart space area and I feel a past partner and I feel you know like my womb is telling me hey let's start releasing here and I started following that and and I started really digging into that and um really just doing the work from that so Every time I get on my cycle, I'm holding myself. I'm sending prayers to my ancestry, especially my women ancestry, because setting them free from the generational pain of having a cycle is just is very important to me. And so I hold my body, feel so connected to to them. I was saying prayers, just gratitude for being here, for existing. And then with you no know, every ounce of blood that comes out of my body, I'm releasing. I'm I'm calling in renewal. I'm calling in love. And from this space, from this space, I begin to see myself as a sacred and holy woman. I, I start to see myself in the eyes of God. I start to see myself with acceptance. The part that society 
excuse me, had rejected for so long, here I am accepting accepting that part. And that was so huge for me. That was so big for me to finally come into that acceptance. You know, I remember when I was in my bedroom and I had this this vase of roses and I'm, I'm very like attracted to roses. I love roses because it just reminds me of feminine energy. And I was on my cycle and I had got a rose and just hold it to my, I held it to myself and I literally felt the energy of love the vibration of love from the rose kind of just um surround my me my body i felt so loved and protected and i just started saying prayers and i i felt so rooted and grounded within my being and the reason why i bring up these stories is because i want before i get into everything else i want to show you guys how possible bringing love in um how how possible it is you know it's very possible to call in love on your cycle you don't you don't have to hate your cycle and actually because of the deep healing work that i've done within my cycle now my cycle only lasts like two to three days and it doesn't hurt anymore i don't get cramps anymore because I feel like my body i have created a safe space for my body so i don't hurt anymore my cycles because I, re- I replaced the pain. I replaced everything with nothing but love. On my cycle, I feel so sensual. I want to do self-care practices. <laughs> I want to take baths. I want to just, um, excuse that, my mic. I want to take baths. I want to, um, I want to lather in oils. I want to like candles. I want to, I want to meditate, do gentle yoga. Like on my cycle, you guys, I literally feel the best version of me come out. And it used to not be like that. It used to be a time when I could not stand that time of the month. I could not stand it. And many women, many women, many women, oh my God, so many women still struggle with trying to find self-love within their cycle, right? Because we have so much shared trauma. And speaking from my community, especially, and I will talk about everybody else's community, but um, I I, I can only talk about my community because I'm in the Black community, right? So I would hear stories about how, excuse me, women would... um, have birth control slipped into their food like they were very young they got their cycle and their grandmother would get very fearful so she would slip birth control into their food or force them on birth control because um the grandmother feared pregnancy and everything else and this is all trauma trauma or maybe you've been a girl been the girl or maybe you know knew the girl who was on her cycle and she was at school and maybe she just leaked through her leaked through her clothes and instead of the classroom helping her and you know creating a safe space for her they laughed at her they mocked her they teased her they they just they they dogged her out and that is trauma so now that girl now sees her cycle as this mark of shame she now sees her cycle as this thing to hate because society had made her feel like that part of her should be hidden it's disgusting no one should see it so we all share those experiences right or we all have seen those experiences maybe you have a close sister a mother a grandmother who um 
who talk down on their cycles. And the only thing that I know, especially for my family, but um, other people, you know, families, I've heard many stories about it, but they would you know, say when I got my period, my cycle, my, my parents didn't really, you know, sit me down and really thoroughly educate me. And the only thing I heard was a, a, a step-by-step a step step process, a step-by-step guide on how to not get pregnant. And that, too, is trauma. That, too, is also something that we need to discuss about how young women are taught about their cycles, you know? How instead of actually receiving a thorough conversation, they are taught, oh, okay, you just don't get pregnant, you know? That's it. Just don't get pregnant. Here's a pad, by the way. Don't get pregnant. All right, there you go. You're set up. Like, no, she is not set up. She is still very confused. She has so many questions. But nowadays, women are just being handed, especially young girls, nothing but a pad, a tampon, and don't get pregnant. You know, that's it. So, with me, with with that being said, now you see how how much trauma is formed around our cycles there are even examples of not being on instagram right and on my instagram i would scroll down and i would see people making mockery of women on their cycles and, it was, and sometimes women would be in on the joke like why are you laughing at this meme mocking you mocking your sacred holy body doing sacred holy things you know and in the comment section the men would just be oh yeah my wife she acts just like that so annoying yeah my girlfriend she acts just like that and then the women would internalize this misogyny and say you know oh yeah i hate this time of the month lol oh my god my i I hate it and just this this entire trauma bond experience, right? This entire trauma bond experience. And I can, I can validate women who maybe, you know, who probably don't, I can, I can still, I can hold space for that. But in this conversation, we were talking about self-love. Okay. So yeah, we see misogyny and then we see the internalized misogyny of it all. So this work goes very deep. And what we learn and understand is a lot of us are still carrying our ancestors' pain when it comes down to cycles. A lot of us are carrying our ancestors' pain. A lot of us are, and very few of us are called to free them. A very, very few of us are called to do that work. There even be times when um and I hate these type of jokes I don't like them and I hate the statements and maybe you're just irritable you're not in the mood you're not really wanting to talk and instead of the man being you know respectively receptive to that he's mocking you he's he's teasing he's invalidating you oh you're in your period you know whatever are you in your period and it's so invalidating because within that statement he's invalidating whatever you're going through he's saying Whatever negative experience you're going through, I'm going to tie it to your cycle because um, in his world, in his misogynistic world, cycles are a bad thing. It's disgusting. It's ew, you know, like, ew, blood, ew, get away from me. You know, like, in a misogynistic world, that is how our cycles are viewed, as as nasty, as, as you know, 
impure. And it's important we change that narrative and bring healing to that narrative so we can set our ancestors free. Actually, in ancient culture, it used to be very different where, especially in shaman culture, um, they would build these tents and they would build these huts where women would come into to nurture, to be nurtured and, and nourished because they genuinely believed women who were on their cycles were beyond powerful. And so like I was going back to how I do my self-care practices, I feel my most powerful during that time. I do. And it is true. Women are at their peak of power during that time because when you're in your cycle, the spirit world in the physical world, that portal is very thin. It's being opened. And this is why during that time you may feel more sensitive or you may feel like you can hear things, see things more clearly because, yes, that world is being opened that unseen world is being open you are at the height of your power i even heard women say stuff like during my cycles i don't like to be around men i would rather like to be around my sisters i want to be around women i like to be around feminine energy during that time because i i just i can't i can't stand the energy of <laughs> of of i can't take masculine that strong masculine energy when i'm on my cycle and I truly respect that. I can truly, you know, validate that. And I even heard women say things like during my cycle and not the way of them hiding themselves in a toxic way, but I'm truly hermit on my cycle. I don't like to go out. I, I don't want to, to do heavy workouts. I'm more into gentle yoga. I want to just go inward. I want to be with myself during this time. I'm not really big on being um so you know, outward, I would rather just be within my being. And I can also validate that because during that time of our cycles, yes, it is very true. You are at the height of your power. Why not use that power instead of hating that power, instead of using that power to fuel the hate and misogyny, let's use that power to bring in love deep self-love and that is exactly what I did with my cycle which is why now from my standpoint from where I am today I can say I have come into a deeper self-love for myself because I've used things like my cycle to bring that in to call that in so when women are sensitive during that time it's not to be a nag it's not to be a um a nuisance a uh, you know, whatever she is sensitive because she's at the height of her powers, and during that time, she needs protection, she needs love, she needs um nurturing, nourish, she needs nur nourishing people around her, not misogyny, not shame, not disgust. And these are the spaces we were put in for such a long time, which is why. We cannot be in deep self-love when it comes down to our cycle because we have been surrounded by nothing but misogyny, disgust, and shame. Nothing but that. And it's actually pretty cool to learn how in many different cultures, when a woman would, you know, her first bleed, they would celebrate her. They would honor her. 
they would um do rituals to bring in you know to bring in loving energy towards her and they saw it as this this passage to womanhood and i love talking about this story because it's just it's so beautiful to see how there are cultures there are people who still do these things who who do have that consciousness to bring in love during that time you know so that is why i want to talk about this because it's it's extremely extremely important so i only have 30 minutes and um i i was gonna get into more stuff however in part two we're gonna get a lot more deeper into it but i kind of want to go through like the whole moon phases you know that the whole how you can align um your cycle with the moon and what it means so i'm gonna start with the white moon so white moon girls um you're more inward during this time you're a lot more in tune with yourselves i call my white moon girls like the hermit (laughs) the hermit of the um of the moon cycle because they're very inward they're very in tune they're they're very just in their bodies they're not trying to come out their energy is focused inward so they're doing internal work if you just came out of a relationship i would probably predict that you're a white moon cycle girl because um during that white moon cycle no phase you're you're just doing the inner healing work you're releasing you're being called to release basically that is your womb saying okay you need to release something here there is something in you that needs to be released there's some work that we need to do internally so all the energy is being um casted inward all the energy is being brought inward you know and your power will stem from inward so if you have if you if you bleed on new moon you will be considered a white moon girl and that means you need to be focusing your energy inward because that is where your power is found your power is going to be found in solitude and rest and restoration that is where you are going to be um powerful in and they're incredibly wise women very wise and i used to be a white moon girl at one point i remember i think like a few months back and i had end up i'm now a red moon girl i mean i bleed on full moon but when i was a new moon girl i remember i was like in a relationship so i just felt like so called to home and i was starting my project and business it wasn't out there yet but it was coming about i was no I was working on it coming up with ideas so because i was in my white moon the white moon phase it was basically my body telling me hey you're inward you're focusing internally to bring in external results if that makes sense in order if you want external results as a white moon girl you need to focus inward your power is inward right and then we move on to a red moon which is the full moon you bleed on a full moon that means you're outward so that means i'm now a red moon girl i have i now started my business i'm out of relationship i started a podcast so a lot of my energy is being exuded outward a lot of my energy is being casted outward um i'm in this space where i'm very vibrant i want to socialize i want to connect i want to come into deep self-realization 
that is what being a red moon girl means. Um, with the white moon, if you had like, if you was a white moon girl and you came into a red moon, it can mean, you know, the energy that you had stored up and, you know, the energy you had stored up inside and all the internal work you did is now coming into your external, if that makes sense. Because you were on a new moon, you, you know, came up with ideas, you plant the seeds, and now it's a full moon, those seeds are now being sprouted. Those seeds have now grown. And so the energy is very um, vibrant and um, you're ready to mentor, you're ready to go out there and you're just ready to exude energy outward, you know? And so with these examples, I really wanna show you guys like how possible it is to love yourself on your cycle. And we have about like five minutes, like close to five minutes left. So this is really just part one. I may do part two, part three, part four, because I really want to, I really want to talk about this. And um, <laughs> I, I'm so passionate and I love this topic so much. So we're going to leave it off here with the white moon and red moon. In part two, I'm going to talk about pink moon, purple moon um, cycles. I'm going to talk about things to do to embody um your cycle and to come into deep love um with your cycles i'm going to talk about the four stages in the menstrual cycle and everything else so i want to thank you guys for tuning in with me thank you for holding the space for me i know this is kind of short <laughs> but i really just want to get a start and i really just want to just upload just at least one episode so Thank you so, so much for just holding space for me. I'm so deeply in gratitude towards you. I really do hope in this 25 to 30 minutes, you had learned something. You can now take this information and incorporate it in your life because I really want you guys to receive this wisdom. And yeah, so I will see you guys in part two. Thank you so much. Love you so much.